Today's Leading Women episode 588 with the wonderful Dawn Sarah. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Podcast your passion. Yes, did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I get to do what I'm doing, talking to wonderful women every day here at Today's Leading Women. Want to learn how I did? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Dawn Sarah. Dawn Sarah, in a world that makes us feel like we are not enough in bed, in our bodies, in our relationships, and in our lives, Dawn helps women discover and explore sex on their terms. As a sexual empowerment coach, Dawn creates erotically safe space for clients to try new things, think new thoughts, and have fun along the way. It's time to shed shame and embarrassment, unleash your desire, and live your way into joy, playfulness, and freedom. Dawn is also the co-host of a weekly podcast about sex, kink, consent, and queer issues called Sex Gets Real. To learn more, visit www.dawnsarah.com. Again, that's www.dawnsarah.com. Women of the world, Miss Dawn Sarah, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I am delighted to have you in the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So Dawn, <laughs> I really love what you're doing with your business. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment and time about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. You know, there might yes. be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. <laughs> Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind the niche? Yes. So I am a sex coach and I work with women and occasionally couples, but mostly women to really figure out what sex means on their own terms versus all the stories that we're told about what sex is supposed to be. And a really great example that I have for that is I recently did an exercise online on Facebook with a couple of dozen women, and I asked them to kind of visualize their most sexually empowered self and what that felt like. And then I asked them, how often are you that version of yourself? And all but one said, very rarely. And then we talked about what keeps you from being that version of yourself. And it was things like stress or feeling guilty or just being super tired. And so what I do as a coach is I help women to not only figure out what they want and figure out what they need, but also how to get there. And the idea behind the niche was really, I 
it's one of those things where you kind of want to do something, but you don't really realize you can make a business out of it until you see somebody else doing it. And I have long been in and out of kind of the sex education world. And I was a business coach in a corporate America for many years. And then I ran across somebody who was a sex coach. And I thought, Oh, my God, that's my dream job, you know, to actually not only be doing coaching and helping someone improve their lives, but to be doing it around sex, which is so important to our just our life happiness and our success. So I decided I think that's where I need to go. And I started working in in sex coaching and, and I have not looked back. It's amazing. I love what I'm hearing about your business and I love this initiative you've carved out. Really, really a, a great niche, uh, especially for our listeners out there, or us women, myself included. This is an area that I'm sure a lot of us will benefit from learning more and being open about this, being able to uh, to express because more often because of traditional ways um, and uh, that we've been uh, taught or we've been uh, we've been bombarded with about about sex and and like that, we more a lot of people that people that I know myself too are you know they don't. They, you know, this is an area that is like a taboo for most. So it's yes. really, yeah, really um, nice or, and uh, wonderful to know that people like you, Don, is there to help people you know, you know, discover more and being able to figure out what, because it starts with what the woman really wants or the couple yes. really wants. And yeah. you being there facilitating them to get to, to get to what they really want in terms of their experience with this with this area is really important. So thanks for sharing that. But what continues to inspire you doing this business? So it's a combination of my own journey, which I think is where so many entrepreneurs kind of come from is, you know, you've got some kind of something inside of you that's yearning to create or to serve. And for me, it was kind of a combination of those things. Personally, I've always been really open about sex. I was raised in a household that was really open about sex. So my friends always came to me. I was always that person that had all the advice or who wasn't ashamed to talk about self-pleasure or to go buy condoms. So that's always just kind of been a part of who I am. But despite all of that, I found myself struggling in some of my relationships to really ask for what I wanted. You know, I didn't even know really what I wanted when they asked, much less how to say it. And I have a history of sexual assault trauma. And there's there's just so much richness in one kind of shedding that shame and two finding your power and finding your voice. And as I went on my journey of learning to accept my body and learning how to, you know, create space with a partner where we could get really vulnerable and go to those really deep, yummy places, I realized so many of the women I was talking to wanted that too, but didn't know how to get there. And I have to tell you, every single time I work with a client and we start digging in and I see that weight lift from their shoulders when they realize I'm normal, what I want is okay, and we start making it really fun, it it just feeds my heart and soul. I mean, every single time I have that, I want to serve more and reach more because it's such a beautiful journey to witness. 
what an inspiring story you have there and the, the good thing is that now because of your experience because of your passion for this you are now able to help other women other couples mm. out there struggling in this area so thanks for sharing now sure. let's talk about what happened or how you prepared for success that turned this idea or that turned this inspiration into a reality can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? Yeah, I love this question so much. I, and I sat with it and thought with it for a little while just to really get an honest answer versus kind of, you know, what was the first answer, which isn't always the honest answer. I've, I've found that too when it comes to talking about sex. But um, for me, the, the three that just really came up about what makes this work for me, and it may be specific to my niche, but I think it's true for all entrepreneurs, is one, you have to have a lot of courage. And I say that not to discourage people who feel like they don't, but to say that we all have this really amazing courage inside of ourselves. And sometimes we don't know it's there until we do something really scary. So I think courage is really important. And then having a vision for either the type of healing you want to offer to the world or the way you want to serve others or just kind of where you want your life to grow into, that vision is so important. And then I have this deep desire to heal. I, I just, it's, it's in me that I want to reach people. And I'm so driven to make sure that this information and this healing happens because as I heal others, it helps to heal me. And so as an entrepreneur, it's this like desire to be of service. And the more I can be of service to people, the more my business grows and the more my business grows, the more I can serve more people. So it's this really happy kind of feedback loop that's going on. So I think those three things are the most important for me. All right. So just having the courage, the vision, a deep desire to heal yourself and to serve others, heal yeah. themselves as well. Absolutely. Great personal qualities here that Don just shared with us. And the good thing is that we can all cultivate and adapt this into our lives. So that's having the courage, the vision, and the desire to be of service to others. Right. Let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as an entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get through those challenges takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges building your business? And how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know. Is, it is ongoing. <laughs> um, okay, so I think the biggest one for me personally has been working through my resistance, you know, and this fear of being seen, this fear of putting myself out into the world and knowing the more you're seen, kind of the more you're judged. And also just this, there's this bizarre internal resistance that I've found a lot of women specifically have, but I definitely have inside of me of, of this fear of being too successful or being too much, being too much yourself. And so you kind of hold yourself back and make yourself smaller. So one of my challenges has been, I'm constantly coming up against that resistance. And you know, right at the last minute before I launch something, I'll come up with 20 reasons to procrastinate on it. Or right before I hit publish on that blog post, you know, I'll think, 
oh, I can make this better. I should sit on it for a few more days. And that's resistance. You know, it's, it's perfectionism was one of the biggest ways resistance shows up. And the way I started to overcome that was I read The War of Art. And that whole book is talking about from an artist's perspective, how your fear is going to show up as resistance. And it's going to be kind of your internal voices trying to prevent you from putting your art out into the world, whatever your art looks like. And so reading that book gave me some really beautiful words and tools for where I kept getting stuck and then having a big support network. So I'm constantly asking for support and asking for, for help and little pushes. And that pushes me through my resistance. Um, another one that I still struggle with is time management. And that is specifically for me, social media can be such a time suck. You know, I, I might be on Facebook interacting with people in various entrepreneur groups, but when I look at the clock and two or three hours have passed by, that's not really how I envision spending my day. And it's so easy to fall into that trap of, well, I'll just check Facebook one more time, or I'll just look at Twitter. These articles are important, but realizing that every time I do that, I'm not really putting my product out into the world and I'm not connecting with people Um, that I mean to serve. So I've had to start making a practice of closing down all my social media when I'm doing certain, you know, projects so that I don't get tempted to go look at it. If I see that little notification come up, you know, I'll go get, I'll get distracted. So I've had to turn off all my social media and just learn that about myself. And then something that I think is niche specific for folks that are kind of in the sex profession is we can't advertise on Facebook or Twitter. And as a result of not being able to do that advertising, it it gets to be a little bit more challenging to reach the people that you need to reach because they don't allow advertisements that revolve around sex at all. And so just as a business challenge for me, it's I really have to put out content that's that much better and that much more enticing and that much more shareable because I can't leverage Facebook and Twitter ads the way a lot of other entrepreneurs do. So that continues to be something that I play with and experiment with and and test around. Hmm, yeah, I mean, I love lots of um, lessons, great lessons in those challenges that you shared with us. And I'm sure we can all relate to these challenges. I mean, working through our internal resistance, self-limiting beliefs, fears, I'm sure we can, we can all relate to this because I can relate to myself too. Time management is huge, huge. I mean, it's really a time sucker if we don't know how to manage it. I have to do what you do also to have to turn off notifications, especially mm-hmm. when I'm working on a certain topic or a certain task for the day. I have to turn it off. But I, I came to a point now to, to, that I have to, re- have to schedule mm-hmm. my time on this. And yeah, it's a constant struggle. And I'm sure we can <laughs> all um, relate to this. And for your niches, and especially for our listeners out there who are in the same niche as Don is in the sex education profession, coaching and like that, uh, I didn't realize about the restrictions in terms of advertising on, on Facebook and Twitter's, Twitter or other social media. And yeah, but the thing is, well, with like what Don said, Putting out great contents uh, out there uh, if you're not able to advertise, for example, uh, with Facebook ads or Twitter ads. Yeah, do what Don says. Uh, putting out great contents out there and driving those to back to your opt-in page, for example, or to your website or to your article or like that. So great tips here that uh, Don just shared with us. Let's learn from them. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> 
And I know you've touched about time management earlier, but um, I'd love for us to expand more about this and talk about work-life balance because, you know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create a work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? That is a wonderful question and something that I've learned and continue to learn by failing. (laughs) And, and, uh, you know, it's so easy, especially when you're first diving into this entrepreneurial journey, you want to get to where your vision is. So you push, 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 and then you find yourself burnt out and you're not having the ideas you want to. And I am really guilty of that. And I've done it many times and I keep adjusting and trying new things. So I love this question. Um, The first thing that I've really learned is I'm going to make mistakes. You know, I'm going to miss dates with friends because I didn't realize they scheduled it during a launch or I'm going to, you know, overbook myself, but really need to maintain that overbooking because it's with a couple of really important clients or something. So by realizing that I'm going to mess up, one of the ways that I really maintain my balance is I give myself permission to make mistakes and I invite a gentleness in not beating myself up when I do those things, you know, and, and it's so easy to say, Oh gosh, I promised myself I wasn't going to do that. I can't believe I double booked myself. I can't believe I missed, you know, date night or whatever it was. I can't believe I'm running late. And there's this like inner bully that comes out when that happens. And so I found that by inviting myself to hold myself accountable, but at the same time, when I make mistakes to just say, okay, I can learn from this. I'm doing my best and that's okay. It created a lot more space that I needed and actually helped me to, to get better at balancing because I wasn't beating myself up all the time. So I think that's really important. The, the next thing, and I am I am completely and totally religious about this, and um, we talked about it a little bit before we started recording, but scheduling everything. And this is something I not only do for myself, but I teach my clients. And there's a lot of resistance from my clients when I first bring it up. And then when they start doing it, they actually find how powerful it is. But if you not only schedule what you're doing in your workday, but you're also scheduling your personal life you you only really prioritize something if it's scheduled. And so what I mean by that is in addition to what you're working on, you need to be scheduling date nights. You need to be scheduling family time and you need to be scheduling sex. And you need to be scheduling self-care because what happens is if you've got 20 things to do that day, you know, you've got to run the kids to soccer practice, you've got to make dinner and things start running a little bit over, it's really easy to go weeks without touching each other and weeks without doing a self-care ritual, you know, and taking that bubble bath. So it not only needs to be on the calendar, but it needs to be something that you hold yourself to. So it's also really easy to think, oh, I'm really tired. Well, you can use that time then to just reconnect. It doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to look a certain way. It just needs to happen so that you're connecting. And I have so many clients who, you know, oh, scheduling sex isn't sexy. 
But the truth is not having any kind of sex isn't sexy. And if you schedule it, you can build in a lot of anticipation and flirting and you can kind of come into the space already really excited for each other. So, you know, a big part of what I do with my clients and that I also do in my own life is on a day when I know I have date night, I make sure and send a couple of flirty texts throughout the day or I write a sexy note or I send an email with like a flirty picture And then the two of us go back and forth throughout the day so that by the time we get to date night, we're excited and we're not tired. So there's lots of little tips and tricks you can do. But if it's important to you, it needs to be on the schedule. And that's both personal and work life. And not just like, you know, me time. It needs to include any sex you want to be having, any intimacy you want to be having, that kind of stuff. And then the third one is something that's been a trial and error for me. And that is that... Rather than a balance, because to me, sometimes I think when we think balance, it's like, okay, I'm going to put eight hours into my business and I'm going to put, you know, try and put eight hours into my family and you're kind of trying to achieve these equal numbers. I'm more interested in achieving flow. So there's going to be certain times in my life, like when I have a launch coming up or I'm doing a whole bunch of interviews or something like that, when I'm probably going to be working 16 hour days for a week or two in a row. And so allowing that to be what feeds me because I'm excited about what I'm growing and, you know, letting my friends and family know that's what I'm going to be doing and getting their support is, is fantastic. Cause I don't want to feel like I can't do the things that I really want to, that feed me. So sometimes what feeds me is working a whole lot and then feeling like I accomplished something amazing. And then sometimes I feel kind of burned out and I need a week or two where I'm not doing a whole lot other than maybe blogging. So allowing that to happen. And so it's all about for me, kind of allowing myself to ebb and flow rather than having something really rigid. I love your perspective on uh, this work-life balance and those tips that you shared with us. And I'm really big as well on scheduling everything. And I love that you touch every area of our lives in terms of scheduling them, putting them on your calendar, not just your personal activities, family time, Mm -hmm. sex, and self-care. And yes. your business, of course. I love that you put that one in. And you've given us also tips on how to do this. Uh, because I'm sure a lot of people will react. I'm sure our listeners will react about scheduling <laughs> sex. It doesn't have to be. Shouldn't be spontaneous. Yeah, I agree. But those th- tips that Don just shared with us, if you know, okay, do you have you have something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And then you build up that momentum. You build up that yep. excitement during the day. I love that. Yeah. And yeah, definitely going to gonna put <laughs> one on my calendar too. So thanks for sharing those tips. Really, really useful. All right, let's talk about success and what success means to you. Your business appears to be financially doing quite well and where that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, we'd like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? So I love this question because I think there's this assumption, like you said, that success is having a certain amount of money or having a business that's a certain size. And for me, it's not that at all. 
you know, it's, yes, it's having enough money that I can, I can live comfortably. But even more than that, I spent 17 years at a fortune 100 here in the United States. And there were years at a time when, when I woke up, I was either on the verge of tears or felt so exhausted at the point of waking up that I didn't even want to go in that day and having to really kind of muscle and convince myself to just face my day and go in, you know, that's something I never want to do again. So for me, success is waking up every morning and feeling really in alignment with my values and what I want to be doing. So even if I'm tired, even if I didn't get enough sleep, even if I'm exhausted from how much I'm working even if I have a couple of really stressful things on the calendar that day or things I just don't want to do, like my taxes or something, there's still this piece inside of me that wants to get up and wants to face the day because I'm working my way towards that vision. So for me, that's really what success feels like. And then it's also success is also being able to choose the clients that feel like they're a good fit for me. So it's not just taking any client that comes to me. I actually say no to a lot of people who approach me and then make referrals out because I want to make sure I can really make a huge impact on somebody. And I want to make sure that my style and what they need are a fit so that when they leave, they feel completely and totally transformed. So if I don't feel like I can serve them that way, then I want to offer them to some of my colleagues that might be a better fit. So success is being able to really choose clients that I know I can serve at a really deep level and, you know, also choosing activities that feel right. So saying no when it doesn't feel in alignment to guest post somewhere or to be on somebody's show or being able to say yes on being on somebody's show because it feels really exciting and it feels good. So, you know, for me, success also means being able to have boundaries that really serve my vision and what I'm growing versus, you know, I think a lot of times in the beginning when you're starting, you just kind of say yes to everything because you want to just try and get as many clients as you can and as much exposure exposure as you can. And sometimes it's not a good fit and then that doesn't feel good. So for me, it's all about finding that feeling of, yes, I want that enthusiastic yes to everything I do. And I think that's really a luxury of success. Mm, love it. Success is working toward my vision and feeling, uh, you know, feeling that uh, you are doing something that you are passionate about, you enjoy, you have, you're happy doing it and you're happy serving those clients that you know you can truly serve. I truly believe that that's the true essence of success. It transcends beyond just the monetary equivalent of being in business. Great perspective there. Now, I know you've given us a lot of tips already, but I'd love for us to talk about one of the highlights of our show and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be especially to those who want to follow your footsteps you obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience so take it back to the past say you're gonna start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first book what types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learn would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you headed at and if you could boil them down to your top three tips or advice what would those three be okay so the first one that i have is to leap and i resisted 
leaping for years. I knew I wanted to do something like this and I just kept holding myself back out of fear. And the truth is part of being an entrepreneur is you're constantly taking leaps of faith. You know, you're launching a new product and you're not sure if it's going to be good. You're, you know, writing a book and you don't know how it's going to be received. So you have to constantly be taking these leaps of faith and you might fail some of the time and you might succeed some of the time. But what's more important is that you're always moving forward and taking that leap. So I would say first, find that really scary edge that's not reckless, but that's a stretch, and then just go for it. Because if you wait for perfection or feeling ready, it's literally never going to happen. The second is, I really think that business is changing. And, you know, I think business of the old used to be all about power and money and how far you could get ahead. And I do think that that's still out there, but I really see this big shift happening and it's quiet. And I think we're starting to see it with all these heart-centered business books and heart-centered business coaches. But I think that the currency of the future is going to be transparency and vulnerability. So I think as a business owner, if you can learn how to be transparent about both your successes and your struggles, and then also be vulnerable about the stuff that's scary, about how you connect with people, that is what draws people in and really makes them want to buy from you or work with you or support you. That's what makes super fans is when they feel something. So, you know, it's, you've got to find a way to move people. And really, that's just in being vulnerable and authentic. And then the final thing that I'm going to say is a little bit self-serving in a way, but I think it's so true. And we talked about this a little bit before we started recording too, which is you really need to make sure that you don't have any blocks in your life because that's going to end up showing up as resistance. So connect to your sexual self. And that doesn't mean that you have to have sex. But connecting to your sexual self means that you're tapping into all of this wisdom that you have in your body and all of this potential and all of this juicy creativity. And you do that by really connecting with your body and listening to your needs and just doing like really juicy sensual rituals. But when you open up your sexual self, you tap into the most unbelievable energy that can feed your creativity that can show you the possibilities and the art of the possible. And you get this desire and this flow going and that feeds into everything else in your life. You know, it feeds into your relationships, it feeds into your business, it feeds into everything. So um, it's an unconventional suggestion. But I what I find time and time again with the clients that I work with is as they start clearing those blocks around sex, everything else in their life starts shifting, their career starts taking off their marriage improves, their relationship with their kids feels so much easier. So I think, you know, between taking those leaps of faith, being really transparent and, and vulnerable, and then also prioritizing yourself and kind of tapping into that, that power that you have inside your body, then the sky is the limit. Golden nuggets in those tips that you shared with us. So let me just summarize them again for our listeners. So the first one is to take the leap of faith. It's really important. I know a lot of you, our listeners, are here listening to you, just starting up 
out or just thinking of starting a business or what is that you're passionate about. It's so important to take that leap of faith. You never know until you take this next step. Second one is to learning, learn to be transparent, vulnerable, and authentic. I agree with what Don said. There's a big shift that is happening now. And I, I'm sure you, we all feel that. And I really I'm, I really am connecting to it to myself too because I I believe that we are going to, in that direction of being heart-centered, purpose-driven, being authentic in what we do, being vulnerable, being able to relate to our clients. It's really important to, to incorporate this into your marketing, into your message, into everything that you do you know, in terms of what you're putting out there. And the third one, which is really important, I attest to this, what Don just shared with us, is to connect to your sexual self, learn to deal with those blocks that we have. And I know this is, this word sex, sex alone, sex, the word itself, um, it really, um, I couldn't find the correct word, but um, it's really a word that for most, it's it's, it's taboo or like that, or people don't want to talk about it or be open about it. But what I realize is the more I understand it, and the thing is we are, we have this uh, expression, you know, the, um, we have this uh, opportunity for self-expression. And part of that one is our sexual self. If we are able to express ourselves sexually and tap into the energy that Dawn is, uh, just shared with us, that can feed our creativity and everything in our life. It translates to, because when you feel joy, because you had such a wonderful sexual experience with a person that you love, even with yourself, you feel happy and everything that you do translates to that. You will feel more energetic, more joy in, in other areas of your life because you were able to tap into this. So I'm big on this myself too. So let's learn from what Don just shared with us and take action on them today. I'll make sure to have this on our show notes. Last but not least, Don, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service, where they can get it, and what's the best way that our listeners can connect with you, and then we'll end from there. Yes. So I really love helping people to f- take a whole new approach to sex. And you mentioned that sex can be a little bit of a, a challenging or a scary word for a lot of people to hear. And I think part of the reason is because we have this very, very, very specific idea of what sex is. And the truth is that what most of us think of sex is a very tiny piece of a much bigger puzzle. And, you know, almost everything that we've been told about sex is completely wrong from the way our bodies get aroused to the way that sex actually works to what sex is. And so a big part of what I do is helping people to create a lot more space so that they can have that joy you mentioned, so they can feel that freedom in themselves and that confidence. Oh my gosh, when you start tapping into your sexual self, that confidence So what I like to do is really help people release the guilt, release the shame. You know, if you're saying a lot of supposed to and should when you talk about sex, I should want it more. I'm supposed to like it when this happens. Then you're really kind of putting all of this guilt on yourself that's holding you back. And so I help remove some of those blocks and those obstacles so that you can have literally a life that's completely different in the way that you approach sex. And that opens up 
everything else. It's such a beautiful journey. So I would really love to connect with you if that's something that you're interested in doing. I do free 30-minute clarity calls where we just kind of talk about what's going on for you. And so that you can learn a little bit more about me, you can find me over at dawnsarah.com. And Sarah is S-E-R-R-A. So dawnsarah.com. And I would love to connect with some of your listeners if they're interested in going on a sexual adventure and making it easy and fun. All right. So that's www.dawnsarah.com. I highly encourage you, our listeners, to go there now, www.dawnsarah.com. Go there and take advantage of the free 30-minute clarity calls that Dawn is giving us. And what's what's more enjoyable and fun than having that sexual adventure? And Dawn can show you how to have that experience. So really encourage you to go to now www.dawnsarah.com. Again, that's www.dawnsarah.com. Take advantage of this free 30-minute call that she is giving us. And that's is uh, and um, you might you never know that this could be the start of a great sexual adventure for you and your partner. So again, that link is www.dawnsarah.com. Dawn, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time, your expertise, for being a role model to add to others, and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Oh, thank you so much. I had a lot of fun today and I hope that I hope your listeners picked up a couple of things that really resonated. So thank you so much. This was great. Thinking of starting a podcast? Seriously consider starting a podcast of your own, remembering that it will allow you to grow in ways you never imagined. It will grow your email list, your audience, your influence, and your bank account. Go to podcastprofitsystem.com to get started. That's www.podcastprofitsystem.com. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.